listening to the Skylight Books podcast series. We are a general interest independent bookstore located in the Los Feliz neighborhood of Los Angeles, California. This year, because of the coronavirus pandemic, we've had to close our store and cancel in-person events. But Skylight is your neighborhood bookstore, and we are finding ways to create community even while we're far apart. In the coming weeks, we'll be putting out lots of new audio content to help you discover new books, connect with authors, and check in with your favorite booksellers. To learn more about how you can help keep Skylight alive, please visit our website at skylightbooks.com or check out our social media accounts on Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to the podcast on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Hansel series of the Skylight Books podcast. This is your podcast producer and co-host, Nicole Lusky, along with my co-host, Maddie Gobo, events manager. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. We made some headlines this week, Maddie. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, uh, I guess it's a viral, a viral sensation occurred around Skylight Books. Uh, which is that the professional handsome person, Chris Pine, was photographed leaving our store, wearing a mask, holding a big ass bag of books. Oh, bless purchase. Sorry. Yeah, and it, of course, you know, the internet went wild for that. Um, you know, a hot man who reads and protects himself and others. Shocking. Yeah, amazing. Uh, <laughs> won, won the Chris Wars with a single photo. The, yeah. The shot heard around the world yeah chris evans has 48 hours to respond <laughs> chris hemsworth even less time chris <laughs> pratt we don't even want to hear from you we've, gi- we've given up on chris <laughs> pratt at this point yeah exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, first i do want to give a little bit of like insider goss on that photo uh for those yeah. of you who are listening because you're our treasured and valued podcast listeners and you get extra special treats yes dish the hot goss <laughs> So I was not there at the store when he came in, but he is a regular customer at Skylight. I have sold books to him before. Um, He has good taste. I can't tell you what he bought because of privacy concerns. That's like like inside baseball. We don't do that. We don't don't do that. That's the bookseller code. We do not. Yes. We do not snitch. Exactly. (laughs) But he does have good, he does actually seem to really read books that aren't just, you know, self-help or acting guides or things like that. He's like reading, he's out here reading fiction uh, in 2020 as a very rich uh, actor. So uh, he's doing a little extra work. So he gets credit for that. Um, he also has a very cute dog, uh, which I have pet. And so the, the, the story from the booksellers who were there in the store uh, last weekend 
was that Chris had been coming in quite a lot the week before. He was kind of like dipping in a lot, uh, probably stocking up in anticipation of perhaps another shutdown. Um, and he came by on a Saturday and he was not wearing a mask. And our door mm. person very gently turned him away and he came back wearing a mask because he's a good boy who follows rules. Right. Yes. We don't want to shame him for not wearing the mask because that's not the crime. The crime is not listening when we tell you that you have to wear a mask. Yes. If you listen, we love you. We're, yes, exactly. we're fans. Exactly. <laughs> so biggest fans of Chris Pine right now for all that he did. Yes. He's learning. He's growing. We support it. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and yeah, at the, you know, the same extends to, to all of you. Again, I sort of feel like if you are the kind of person listening to a book selling podcast on your free time, you're probably pretty conscientious. You probably care about the health and safety of your booksellers and you probably already are wearing a mask. Uh, but we just want to reiterate, if you come to our store, please wear a mask. There is no good way to protect ourselves right now except for masks and social distancing. Um, so we just hope that uh, everybody is on board for that because otherwise we're gonna have to kick you out and you can't buy your books. Right. Sorry. Look, yeah, if we're not gonna let Chris Pine glow in the store without a mask, like you're not going to. Like, <laughs> he, you know, that we made him cover up his beautiful face and he was very gracious and very kind in doing so. You're not gonna get any better treatment than that, so. Yeah. He, looks, he looked pretty hot in the mask too like yeah it, mean, makes, it makes the baby blues pop even more absolutely so, something absolutely. to consider gentlemen <laughs> <laughs> cover up the lower half make your eyes pop yeah big tip for maddie today <laughs> um are there this is you know maybe i'll uh more line but is there any word about us shutting down yet no um, we are still open for in-store browsing. Um, but, you know, all, this, all the safety restrictions are still in place. So, um, you know, wear your mask, keep a social distance, try to sanitize your hands. Um, when you come in and when you leave the store, we have hand sanitizer right by the register. Uh, try to limit your visit to 30 minutes or less. You know, don't touch books that you aren't going to buy if you can help it. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's kind of where we're at right now. But uh, you know, our managers are are keeping a close eye on the state guidelines, and uh, if anything changes, we'll of course announce it on social media and let let everybody know. Perfect. And uh, before we get to what we're reading, because I really want to hear about what you're reading, um, we've got a pretty cool interview later this episode. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So um, I'd been trained to land an interview with the librarians on the LA Public Library Street Fleet team for a couple of weeks. And uh, I persisted and I got through and I'm so excited um, for this one because it's like one of the most awesome things a library can do. And libraries can do so many awesome things. Um, mm -hmm. I love talking to librarians because they are, of course, a, a wealth, they have a wealth of knowledge and they love to share it with you. So every time I talk to a librarian, I learn like a thousand new things. Um, and I think this interview kind of holds true to that. 
Um, Jennifer Siron is the, uh, the interview subject. She is the director of um, outreach and engagement. I think I'm gonna get that wrong. So I, I introduce her correctly in the actual interview. So please listen to that for her full bio. Yes, the engagement and outreach department and also the engagement and learning division at Thank the LAPL. Thank you, Mick. Um, yeah, so yeah, Jennifer, Jennifer very kindly talked to me um, in great detail about all of the really wonderful initiatives that the library is, has been doing um, to bring their services to people, um, even though the libraries are closed right now. And the street fleet is, is kind of the flashiest and coolest one um, where they, they drive around in these colorful vans um, delivering free books to COVID-19 uh, emergency shelters for unhoused people and bringing, um, you know, sort of job services and, and internet um, access and all kinds of really cool stuff. So you can hear more about that in our interview. Um, you may also hear in the background Jennifer's child uh, making some noises. <laughs> you know, <laughs> again, in the time of COVID, we're all adapting. Um, children are not adapting. They do not understand <laughs> what's going on. And nope. uh, Jennifer was extremely patient and, and uh, stuck with it. And we got the interview done. So really grateful to have had the chance to talk to her. Awesome. So we'll look forward to that later. And hopefully the listeners will learn a thousand new things along with you during that conversation. But before we get to that, Maddie, what you've been reading? I know we've been actually out of the game. This is our first episode in like a week or two. Yeah. What have you been up to in the meantime? Yeah, I, I finished The Real Housewives, so I'm reading books again, um, which is really great. <laughs> I'm proud of myself. <laughs> um, I just read this really cool sort of nonfiction hybrid book called Stages by Rachel Cowder Nalibuff. Um, and it's, it's this fantastic project. So Rachel's a playwright. Um, and a performance artist. And the project is kind of all focused around uh, elder care, nursing homes, and kind of end of life practices um, in the US. And Rachel goes around interviewing different people who work in nursing homes, um, kind of talking about how we care for our elders and um, or how we don't care for them and who then has to take up the burden of caring for them and why they do it. Um, and and it, there's a lot of just really beautiful kind of meditations about how we could rethink that relationship and how we could rethink, um, you know, our preparations for letting people pass on. Um, I, I, I was just like totally blown away by this book. Like it, it was so humane and so moving um, and like really something I needed to read in the midst of a pretty difficult couple of weeks. Um, so I, I highly recommend it. We're going to be doing a lot of um, event stuff with Rachel coming up. So we're doing um, a podcast episode with her and the playwright Sarah Rule, which should be amazing. And then we're going to do some special sort of Instagram content to um, highlight some of the really great interviews that she did um, with these nursing home staff. Uh, it's, yeah, it's like one of the coolest things I've encountered in the last year. Um, and then I've kind of followed it up with another really interesting kind of multi-vocal novel. This time I'm reading Women Talking by Miriam Tews, um, which is about this community, this remote community of Mennonites. Um, and the women have been kind of experiencing these blackouts and waking up 
bruised and bleeding and not understanding what's going on. And, and it comes to light that uh, a group of men from their same community have been drugging and raping them. And the book itself is not about the kind of the horrifying aspects of that um, so much as it is about the women gathering together in a hayloft and kind of trying to talk through what has happened to them and what it might mean to either forgive these men or not forgive them and whether they should kind of stay in their remote community or whether they should leave. Um, and it's really just a super powerful, breathtaking book. Um, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not finished with it yet. I can only read it kind of in short bursts because it feels, yeah. there's like just such a concentration of, of feeling and ideas in it and in these women's conversations. And um, yeah, highly, highly recommend. I know it was a, a big favorite of other Skylight booksellers in the last year and I finally picked it up and I'm so glad I did. Sounds great. Nick, what have you been reading? I'm still working on Beloved. Um, it is a book that I am happy to take my time with. You know, I try and finish a book a week. This one is definitely something that I like to sit with after a chapter or two. Um, so what I'm going to talk about today are two musical artists that I've gotten super into, two albums, two projects in particular, because I've been like out of music for months. It's like not felt like appropriate to listen to music. I've just kind of like wanted to stay quiet for a little bit. Um, but Jesse Ware, the English singer-songwriter, just dropped a new album called What's Your Pleasure? And it is incredibly like disco infused and funky and amazing. And it just makes me want to dance all the time. Um, so I've been basically bouncing between that and LA musician Remy Wolf's new EP, I'm Allergic to Dogs, um, which is also, if you're like not dancing within like 14 seconds of that song, then you are, something might be wrong with like your hips. You might want to get that checked out. Um, <laughs> So if you've been feeling a little like down and you need something to like pick you up and get you like moving again, Jesse Ware and Remy Wolf, please go listen to them because they've cheered me up almost like single-handedly over the past week. And also, you know, read Beloved. That's not really going to cheer you up, but it's going to feed your soul. So, all right, Maddie, thanks for talking to me. And uh, we will hear from you in a, in a couple seconds. So uh, till I speak to you again next week, yes. take care. Adios. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to the Hansel Skylight Books book selling podcast. Um, I'm your host, Maddie Goba. I'm the events manager here at Skylight Books. Uh, I'm so excited today um, because we have the local library here to talk to us. Um, we're working on this fantastic um, Indiegogo campaign, maybe some of you have seen it, um, where we are raising money to purchase new books for donation to readers in need all across LA. Um, our partners for that project are the Punk Rock Marthas, who are distributing books to local schools, and Los Angeles Public Library Street Fleet team, who are distributing books to uh, emergency COVID-19 shelters across the city for unhoused people. 
Um, so today we are delighted to welcome Jennifer Siron on. Um, Jennifer Siron is the Senior Librarian in Engagement and Outreach, part of the Engagement and Learning Division at the Los Angeles Public Library, which operates out of the Central Branch. Jennifer, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Maddie. It's such a pleasure to be here. Um, I'm, I'm just thrilled because every time I talk to a librarian, I learn about uh, you know, a thousand new things that the library can do. Um, so yeah, I just, I can't wait to, uh, to get into this with you. Um, before we get started, uh, I just wanted to again plug our Indiegogo campaign. Um, you can find it at indiegogo.com slash help dash the dash skylight dash books dash community. <laughs> That's the URL. We'll put it in the link to the episode so you can click it and you don't have to type it all in. Um, but we're going to learn more about the Street Fleet program today from Jennifer, and we're also going to learn about her role as a librarian and um, engagement and outreach coordinator. Um, she's also going to tell us about how the LA Public Library is adapting to the time of COVID um, and how they're kind of serving our community in all these new ways. And they have a lot of ways. Um, so yeah, the, the library does so much good work. All right, Jennifer, can you tell us a little bit about um, your role as a librarian and kind of how you got into working for the library? So I knew I wanted to be a librarian when I turned 18. Or not when I turned 18, but when I was 18. I started out as a teen volunteer. I took a job as a messenger clerk, which are the um, people in the library who shelve the books and keep it all in order so our wonderful community of patrons can find the books that they need. And um, from there, I became a young adult librarian, um, all at the same branch, actually, the Chatsworth Branch Library in the San Fernando Valley. <laughs> so it was nice to grow up in a community and start giving back to that community. Um, just seeing how the librarians I worked with were just so generous with their time, you know, doing reader's advisory, um, doing reader's advisory to me, they've turned me on to so many um, you know, cozy mystery books, a lot of high fantasy children's and young adult books. Um, I learned to bake from the Philadelphia cookbook <laughs> because of the library. So um, I have, um, you know, I have such a soft spot for the library. Uh, but for me, you know, librarianship and working at the library wasn't just about the books. It was, um, again, the interactions that they had. And, you know, I, I knew that I wanted to be the type of librarian that wasn't necessarily quiet all the time, that was talkative, that wanted to talk books, that wanted to help people find the information that they need, uh, point them in the right direction. Um, so it's, it's been a very fun journey coming, uh, going from teen volunteer all the way to now I'm a senior librarian, so I'm managing one of the departments um, in our uh, in our wonderful Los Angeles Public Library system. So from here though, in my department, I work with volunteers and uh, outreach. Uh, our volunteer group, you know, it's like I said, I was a teen volunteer at the library. So they were the group that I had to fill out my paperwork, submit it and make sure that we were in line with, you know, all the city guidelines. Um, you know, we do some other fun stuff like uh, recognizing our volunteers. Um, but that, we can save that for another day because we're here to talk about outreach. <laughs> so outreach is a really, 
a really dynamic group. I have two subgroups that I work with, or two sub-departments. One of them is bilingual outreach, and the other is the straight fleet. Um, their ultimate goal really is to serve, you know, the community of Los Angeles. And um, as a young adult librarian, I did a little bit of outreach. I did a little bit of um, volunteer supervising with other teen volunteers. So, you know, when I was able to transfer to this department, it just, it made sense because I loved going out to schools. I loved talking to the middle schoolers and the high schoolers. Um, you know, we, sometimes we played a fun game where they had to guess how old I was. <laughs> Because some of them thought, some administrators would think I'm a student <laughs> and ask if I was tardy for class when I was on campus. Um, you know, and, uh, and um, working with my teen volunteers, we work so close on a lot of civic engagement type projects. Um, you know, and, you know, we participated in our local parades. So just knowing that I could, you know, um, move to this engagement and outreach department and still work with volunteers and do outreach, which I love still. Um, it just made sense for me to go here and, you know, we're, we're doing great things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And one of the great things that your outreach department works on is the street fleet team um, who are our partners on our, on our crowdfunding campaign. Can you tell us or tell our listeners what the street fleet team is um, and what, what the project's vision is? So yes, the street fleet, why we're here today, because um, the team that I work with, I have to say, they are amazing librarians and amazing clerks. Um, they, part of our vision is for the street fleet to deliver community-based services, information and technology to entertain, enlighten and empower the diverse communities within the city of Los Angeles. And our hope is that by 2025, our street fleet will connect with all these communities and include those that are unaware of all of our resources and those who cannot visit the library. Uh, some of our services are um, targeted towards re-entry programs, resources for job seekers, uh, stable living, test and college prep, technology and e-media, citizenship related services, literacy and education for early learners to adults, and volunteer opportunities. We hope Angelinos will discover and explore the community and the library through storytelling, demonstrations, technology, and information sharing with the street fleet. Uh, our, you know, I will say that, you know, our initial launch was supposed to happen sometime in March. Like, probably a week after we were, um, you know, told to stay safer at home. And, uh, you know, we had to switch gears. And, you know, while we are, you know, delivering community-based services still, um, I think it's pivoted to something even more phenomenal. And I couldn't have uh, expected or wished for a better, you know, sort of maiden voyage or maiden launch to get our name out there. Um, because now we're here partnering with Skylight Books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so in terms of what the Street Fleet is doing right now, they are driving around in vans um, full of books that have been donated by community members, um, local businesses like Skylight, other places like that, and they are delivering those books to um, emergency shelters for unhoused people uh, all over the city. Is that right? Yes, yes. So um, 
we were given approvals uh, from you know our administration and the administration for recreation and parks to deliver uh, books to the people who are experiencing homelessness that were at the shelter sites. Uh, we were able to reach 24 sites and deliver over 1,200 books. Um, we also um, you know, pivoted from books and we wanted to give them access to our online resources. And so we were able to create courtesy cards for you know, the residents at the shelter sites and um, you know, give them access to all of our online resources. Uh, because the shelter sites do offer Wi-Fi to them. So we thought, why not, you know, um, expand their library experience? Um, we did try to limit some of the books that we were, the amount of books, I should say, the amount of books that we were delivering because, you know, while these people are experiencing homelessness, we didn't want to increase the amount of items that their belongings in a sense. And we also, you know, wanted to make sure everyone was being safe. So, um, you know, before we made the donations, we made sure, you know, the bikes, the books, books <laughs> were isolated. And then, you know, we handed them off, um, you know, while we were protected and, you know, the workers at the shelter sites, you know, accepted them for us. Um, we only donated the amount of books per the amount of beds that were at the site. So there wasn't a huge amount of books um, that were donated. Um, and mostly because it was, it was thought out because, you know, again, the more items they have, the more chances of spreading, and we didn't want to do that. So we were very thoughtful and mindful of that, um, and because we couldn't continue donating books on a regular basis, because what would you do with those books after you've read them, you know? Um, which is why, you know, we uh, thought, you know, the library card is really great. So they got the library cards and they got a book from us. Um, some, some of those community centers they actually had their own little libraries in there. So when we went, it was just so amazing to hear um, some of the workers say, oh, they already have a library. They're already sharing. And it's like, okay, well, as long as they're sharing safely with each other, that's fine. Here are, you know, some books also to add to that collection or give to everyone there because the books that we donated were for the residents to keep. We do not, we're not asking for them back. We're not, you know, expecting them back in any way. They are for them to keep. And you know, some of the donations we provided were, um, you know, gently used books and new books from Skylights and other um, people who donated to us. Um, we have donated to other shelter sites and other um, organizations that have asked us to support them. Um, so it's been really great working on that. And, um, you know, before we do any of these, any of any more donations or any more drop-offs, you know, we are still... Um, maintaining that safety is our number one priority. Uh, so we are making sure we get the proper approvals that we need. So um, this is all so great. And I really admire the Street Fleet's willingness to pivot their mission uh, in this very wild time. Um, I'd love to hear kind of what responses the Street Fleet team has received from the community and, um, you know, how people are uh, reacting to, to this program. So the response we've received has been amazing. Uh, we launched in April, I believe it was April 22nd. That was our maiden voyage to the East Valley. And we put it on social media. <laughs> and since then, um, people have reached out to us asking 
um, how they can make more do donations. Um, I think part of the response is also this wonderful partnership we have with Skylight because, you know, ever since we, when we launched, you know, we were put in contact with them and they wanted to help us out too with um, donations. Uh, and so individuals have been reaching out to us wanting to know how they can participate and also, you know, purchase books for this um, literary uh, professionals, um, authors. Uh, have been reaching out, either retweeting us or regramming us. Um, you know, we got a special donation from Lewin Pham, um, author and illustrator. She uh, gave us so many books that we, you know, so lovingly donated to another, you know, organization that was in need. And it's wonderful that we were able to, you know, basically find new homes for these books, um, get them in good hands and to people who really, truly deserve um you know, the opportunity to have access to new books or just books, period. Um, you know, internally too, uh, in, in Los Angeles Public Library, our staff and other LA City um, staff have been reaching out to us and asking how else they can help and participate. And, um, you know, as I mentioned before, I also work with um, volunteering. Um, people want to know how they can volunteer and donate their time to help us out too. So it's it's been an amazing uh, response, you know, or um, we are short staffed, so we're just trying to find ways to respond to everybody. Um, but again, though, it's just been, you know, such, you know, so wonderful that we have the support. Um, you know, if you check out our Instagram, I believe it's at LAPL Street Fleet, uh, you'll see we have pictures with Rec and Park. But, you know, just local community members taking pictures with us, showing their support. Um, uh, because, um, as Maddie mentioned, you too, we are not, we did pivot from our original mission statement. Um, our vans are equipped with, um, you know, with a big screen TV, Apple TV. Uh, we have laptops. So there's so much more that our vehicle can do. Um, but again, we are adapting to the current times. So, you know, we do have the cargo space to make these deliveries or even do the pickups um, from, you know, the people who are making the donations. So um, more on that very uh, much later then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I love this program, especially as a response to COVID because, you know, what are you gonna do in quarantine besides read? I think reading is the best way sort of to, to imagine yourself out of this um, and into something better. and. And it's just really powerful to to offer that escape for people. Um, so thank you for for all of your work and and your team's work putting this together. Um, I think I think LA is is much richer for it. Um, I'd love to hear just kind of more generally uh, how the public library has been adapting to the to the current moment and and kind of how Angelinos can uh, can support you and and turn out for your events and all that kind of stuff. So. While we're safer at home, the Los Angeles Public Library has been definitely adapting to this. And uh, with your library card, you have access to ask a librarian. So if you have a question, our librarians can give you answers through email. Uh, you just visit lapl.org. Um, and you have access to a lot of online resources, uh, books, audiobooks, comics through Hoopla or through Libby. Uh, or I believe it's Overdrive. Um, those are some of my favorite things. I'm constantly borrowing books <laughs> and um, 
comics through there. Uh, you have access to movies um, through uh, Hoopla, I believe, and even Canopy. So um, you can uh, stream movies through there. You can download and stream music uh, through Freegal. You have access to magazines and newspapers. So if, you know, if you're trying to keep in, um, up to date with all the current events that's going on and you don't have access to a subscription, you can access a lot of our magazines and newspapers uh, through um, our databases. Um, and you, know, there, you also have an opportunity to learn something new. So instead of just reading, why not learn a new language? <laughs> Mango is one of my favorite um, you know, uh, language learning uh, platforms, online platforms. Um, I'm constantly trying to learn uh, Spanish <laughs> and um, even my native language. Um, and so uh, it's, uh, it's, there's just so much there to, um, so many things to do. Um, you can like boost your uh, business skills or creative skills, learn a new hobby or something through a lot of these, you know, online courses. Um, you know, and for, family and for children, you know, we have um, a virtual story times that are going on. A lot of our uh, branches, we have 72 branches and including our central library. So that's 73, um, you know, institutions available and all of our staff from those various um, locations, you know, they have story times going on. Um, you know, a lot of them can be caught on YouTube. Uh, if you have students that are, you know, um, in summer school, or you just want to help them prevent brain drain, tutor.com is available for free, um, you know, between the hours of 11 a.m. and 9 p.m., um, you know, uh, what else is there? I mean, there's so many things that the library is offering, especially through online resources, um, and, you know, if you don't have a library card yet, LA city residents can get e-cards, and that will give you um, immediate access to, um, all of our online resources. Again, visiting lapl.org. Um, another thing you can do too is um, participate in the Summer Reading Challenge. Uh, the theme this year is get in the game. So, you know, our goal always is to just encourage people to read at least 20 minutes a day. Um, you know, it's a fun way to earn online. Um, online points or online badges. Uh, you can even print and download a game board if you're used to um, the traditional going into the library branch and picking up a game board. Everything now is done virtually. So you can visit um, lapl.org forward slash summer to find out more about that. And again, you know, going to Ask a Librarian um, through our website is one way to just find out more information about that too. So, um, yeah, lots of stuff, lots of stuff to do, lots of things going on. <laughs> yeah, um, that's, that's such an amazing uh, slate of options. And, yeah, I, I totally encourage all of our listeners to get involved with the public library, um, take advantage of all of these services. It's, it's really an incredible resource that we have here in the city. And, um, you know, we're going to need the librarians more than ever. Um, so yeah, I, I, I love hearing about all of this. Um, Jennifer, is there anything else that you want to tell our listeners or anything else you want to highlight before we uh, say our goodbyes? Well, I, I do have to say it's the Street Fleet and our team and just LAPL overall is not 
about just one person. It's the whole entire staff. Like we are all out there, you know, doing the best that we can to help the Angelinos, you know, get through this time. Um, and, you know, if you need help just finding those resources, that's what we're here for. You know, we want to be able to help you and point you in the right direction um, to hopefully gain access to those resources. And, um, you know, and the library is going to be here for a while. You know, we are more than just a house of books, as one of my staff members always lovingly says. <laughs> um, you know, our online resources have just, you know, are, I think are so phenomenal. Uh, you know, so I try to take advantage of that. And um, I encourage you all to, you know, just pop in through any social media platform to just say hi to us, you know, check in with us. Um, check out, you know, the Skylight Books Indiegogo page too. <laughs> Anything you can do to just, you know, find your way to get involved or just, um, you know, get involved for yourself, you know, le learning a new language, learning something new, listening to a new book. Um, and so, yeah, and again, thank your librarians, thank your library staff, because they are so amazing. And the Street Fleet staff, you know, if you ever see them on the road, you know, tell them hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give, give a, little, a little beep of your horn yeah. and thank them for, for all the work they do. Um, yeah. Jennifer, thank you so much for being here today. This has been amazing. Um, and I am so inspired by everything um, you and your team are doing. So thank you again. Um, so much love for the library. <laughs> Thank you so much, Maddie. We really appreciate you thinking of us and, you know, inviting us to your podcast. And, you know, I hope we did your podcast justice today. <laughs> you absolutely did. Um, and yeah, I think this will be a, a great way to get some more books donated to the Street Fleet. So let's keep on, keep on working together. Looking forward to that. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Say goodbye here. Goodbye, Jennifer. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Skylight Books podcast series. Please don't forget to visit our website at skylightbooks.com and make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for more author talks and bookseller conversations. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. Stay safe and healthy, and we hope to see you back in our store soon. <laughs>